No. We're live. Y'all are on. And this is the house, baby. As far as podcast. Yes. Welcome to Ball Sports Podcast, the podcast with balls about balls, and we are your hosts. I'm Buddha. Dylan, 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 the Dylan, 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 the Dylan, Dylan, the Dylan, Dylan. It's not here. Willie didn't. We don't know what Willie say. Willie only did one episode. So. We'll have to. Yeah, we need to drop for Willie at some point. Yeah, Willie just. Hi guys, I'm Willie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much. That's right. pretty much. Okay. Hey, it's me. Um, and it's now it's like a big fact and full of facts. Episode one eighty eight. We are almost out of the one eighties. How the hell you doing, Nose? How what, good. what's what's good? What's popping? You know nothing. I'm on location right now for Myers High School. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Green Wave baseball team is uh, participating in the regional semifinals. Yeah. Yeah, the winner tonight obviously goes to the regional finals. They're playing uh, uh, Seminole Osceola. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a big game. You know what I mean? I got a couple of my couple of my uh, my young bucks in there. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to slide and watch. So. Yeah, I'm in my classroom right now, so you're looking at all my sports paraphernalia, Buddha. It's a lot of Boston. It's a lot of Boston. Yeah, I got one L.A. Dodgers thing towards the end in a D-Wade jersey. Did you smart pack everything? <clears throat> nah, I packed it. You packed it? Yeah, so it's either I packed it or I pocked it. I packed uh, uh, it. You know? No. You got to pack so you can pop. You got a pox so you can pop? As much as, <laughs> as much as I grew up around that, that accent really annoys me. Yo, not for nothing. And sorry to alienate uh, some people, but women with that accent is not attractive. <laughs> That's one of the, probably the least attractive accents out there. Bro. Like, not, not even going to lie to you. Like, that's, that's a rough accent to have to deal with. Oh, yeah, harder. Harder. <laughs> it's definitely not a New York accent, for sure. Um, <laughs> rough. Yeah, it's but not a sudden accent either. But see, a New York accent, a New York accent for for a woman, like it'd be really like intimidating though. Sometimes uh, I, I'm not intimidated at all. I actually kind of attractive. My New York girls and my wife, of course. Right. Anyway, shout out to our wives. Shout out to our wives. Um, We're talking about New York women and didn't even say anything. I can sell out right now. She ain't gonna listen to none of this. I don't give. I don't give two shit. Right. My fiance in the other room. She ain't. She ain't worried about me. She ain't listening to goddamn. Ain't it? I can sell out. Build a fuck. Anyways, we got we got some sports shit to talk about today. Um, Let's do it. 
Yeah, so I do want to start things off. I know normally I don't talk about uh, AEW. It's not really like anything against AEW. It's just, you know, when when we talk wrestling, usually WWE is the I mean, main thing to discuss. Like, you know, AEW, like they're getting there. They're not really popping yet. They're only like two years old at this point. Yeah, they getting there though. And yeah. I, I gotta admit, I like I like their balls. You know, Whoa. <laughs> I really do. Like they they are ballsy or like I, I don't know if you saw the article. I think I might have shared it with you. I might not have. Um, where Chris Jericho is addressing how Triple H was making it seem like there was a Wednesday night war or whatever mm-hmm. maybe. And then, you know, Jericho referenced when they were saying, Oh, then they congratulated us the first time we beat them on a Wednesday, and they told us that. You know, it's not a one-night sprint, but it's a marathon. And then we continue to whoop that ass. Then they That's fast. These days. And I was like... He not wrong. He not wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, I, I do definitely get impressed. They, they ain't popping like that. Not yet. You know what I'm saying? I, and I think the slow build is better. Because I remember when TNA was popping for like two years. And then it fizzled out really quick. Right. The reason why it was fire was really because they had Kurt Angle. Well, shit. the The main thing is that it's keeping TNA in business oh, right now. Right? Yeah, the, and Samoa Joe for for a while. Uh, but the main thing keeping TNA in business, <laughs> well, sorry, Impact Wrestling in business these days is uh, their you know cross promotional shit they've been doing with AEW. Because I mean, right now Kenny Omega is both the AEW champion and the TNA champion. So why do they call it Impact and not TNA? Uh, it's because TNA sold the company. Um, cause it used to be, t- cause impact used to be the name of their show. So they would have TNA impact would be their weekly show. And then they sold the company multiple, it changed hands a couple different times. Uh, the lead singer of smashing pumpkins was running it at one point. What? Um, yeah. And now like whoever owns it now, like they just stuck with the impact thing and like, okay, just impact wrestling. So, yeah, it's really it's really just a the course of changing hands and, you know, people kind of got stale on TNA. So it's like, hey, we're not TNA anymore. We are Impact Wrestling. And they got rid of that little they got rid of that little X division where they had a little X ropes on top. Right. That shit was fire, bro. Yeah, they experiment. TNA experimented with a lot of stuff. Remember, they had like the uh, like the hexagon shaped ring as well, too, for a while. That was a big thing. Yeah. Facts. Turn turnbuckles after turnbuckles. I was like, Jesus, you could throw him literally to any turnbuckle you want. Right. He's not stopping. It's um, like, and another turnbuckle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but uh, it's, you know, it's, I guess they're, they're, they're holding on. They got some good talent over there, but the, this cross promotional stuff is definitely helping them. Kenny Omega's killing it. But, uh, you know, last night on AEW Dynamite, they had, their uh, Blood and Guts event, which was uh, supposed to be a pay-per-view last year, uh, but it got canceled. Literally, it, it was about three weeks before it was going to happen. It was supposed to happen like a week after WrestleMania. Um, and then, obviously, everything shut down last year, so they canceled the event. Blood uh, and Guts galore. Right. So they ended up having it. Uh, last night as kind of like uh, a preamble to their pay-per-view, uh, their all-or-nothing pay-per-view that's coming up here in a couple of weeks. Um, and, you know, so it was like about five matches on, on the card, but the main event was the the Blood and Guts match 
which um, very similar to the War Games match that NXT currently does, where two rings put together, uh, two teams of... Now, usually in NXT, they do teams of, I want to say, four, but this was two teams of five. Um, so where two people start and then like every three or four minutes, another one person from one team would enter. Then after four minutes, another person from another team would enter and then so on and so forth until everybody's in the ring. And uh, at which point the match officially starts. And uh, from there, there's no pinfall in this match. You either submit or surrender. Um, and also, there's no escape from the cage technically. I mean, you can if you can find a way out, you find a way out, which is possible and did happen. Um, but there's no end to the match there because you can go on top of the cage because the cage has a whole roof structure on top of it and shit. But anyways, it was a match between the pinnacle – which is MJF, Wardlow, The Revival, and uh, Sean Spears against the Inner Circle, which is Chris Jericho, Santana and Ortiz, uh, Jack Hager, and uh, Sammy Guevara. And boy, that match was brutal. Um, A lot of blood. Definitely a lot of blood. I mean, shit, one guy was leaking, leaking, when it was just the first two people that started the match. So before even the second person got in, like Jill was already leaking. Like some of them were, were leaking pretty heavily. So it was dope to see. Like, honestly, like I kind of missed that aspect from the attitude era and from early on in the uh, ruthless aggression era, you know, where you got these guys bleeding and shit. I, I do agree. Sometimes it gets too excessive, but I think sometimes it, it adds to a match. And this is one of those instances where it, it called for it. Cause I mean, you guys, you got people hitting each other in the heads with bats and chairs and throwing each other face first, grinding into the fence and shit. Like, someone should bleed. And they did. Um, we need they, more blood. Facts. Facts. We need and then, you guys to get it back in blood. <laughs> Who's heisty? Right. Because now the only time you see it in WWE is if it's on accident. So. Uh, but no, but it was a good match. Uh, it ended with MJF throwing Chris Jericho off the top of the, the cage structure. Hell yeah, um, he threw him into nothing but hard surface. Bitch, uh, on, that's what they <laughs> wanted you to believe. Unfortunately, like they chose the wrong camera angle and it kind of, not kind of, it caught the the crash pad that was underneath the crash particle board. Pad. Yeah, the crash, the pad, crash pad, pad there, man. It was nothing but hard <laughs> surface. Yeah. Uh, it was concrete, ah, volcanic ah, ash. Ah, particle board. It was particle board. Uh, with a crash button underneath. So they should have went with a wider angle. I'm sure they regret that uh, right now. But it, it was what it was. The match was still a really good match. Uh, very enjoyable. But uh, I like what, what AEW is doing. I hope they keep building. I hope so too, bro, because I'm tired of watching WWE. Yep, bro, honestly... It's so hard for me to watch Raw these days. Uh, there's only like a couple saving graces on Raw. Like Alexa Bliss is great. Mm, oh. uh, she's, you know, we're getting all these vignettes from her. Don't know what's going on with Bray Wyatt and The Fiend. He's been ghost since uh, the Monday after WrestleMania. He's pulling an Undertaker. Yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll see him at some point, which I'm fine with. I'm fine with him going away for a little bit because we're still getting that kind of stuff with Alexa. Um, and then I like what they're doing with Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. 
putting them in a tag team with each other because yeah man those those strange bedfellow kind of uh tag teams just work you know mick mick foley even tweeted about it saying he it reminded him of rock and sock connection where mankind was kind of the goof of the two and rock just kind of played the straight laced annoyed like super focused person of the two so that's that's kind of the same dynamic we're getting and you know, reports are that they're going to get a sizable push here. So I don't know if that means I'm actually winning the tag titles or them just at least going on a run as a tag team, losing. And then I'm sure this is all going to eventually culminate with Randy Orton uh, turning on Matt Riddle and hitting him with an RKO and like starting a single feud there, where I imagine Randy Orton's probably going to put Matt Riddle over. Um, Matt yeah. Riddle's about to be real. He's not going to be a joke no more, but um, see what I did there? Rip. <laughs> joke. Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 Anyways. Um, but yeah, no, SmackDown is far superior. Um, like far. And far, like, and not even, it's not even close. It's not even close, B. Not even close. It's so. not even close. So they got to figure that shit out. But, um, I mean, if we want to stick in the world of fighting, the National Hockey League. (laughs) I know we definitely don't talk about hockey too much uh, on this show. However, some interesting events happened last night. um, Last night being Cinco de Mayo uh, for whenever you guys are listening to this. Uh, There was an incident during the New York Rangers and Washington Capitals game that saw six fights break out over the span of the first five minutes of the, uh, (laughs) of the whole thing of the game. Um, Like literally as soon as the first puck was dropped, three fights immediately broke out. And after talking to some, to an insider that I know, uh, meaning just a fan who watches hockey regularly, um, he kind of let me know the situation. Apparently a couple days before that, those two teams played each other, and one of the players on the team, on the Washington Capitals, Tom Wilson, uh, he got in a fight with a player. He dragged him down to the ground, like basically almost hitting his head on the ice, which could have really right messed him up, done some serious damage, and proceeded to hit him, punch him in the back of the head. Um. And the NHL only fined him $5,000 for that. Oh, wait, no. So that's not all he did. He, he punched him in the back of the head and he injured another forward during the game. <laughs> so, yeah. And he only got fined $5,000 for that. So the New York Rangers were pissed, sounded off on the official who made that determination or whatever to not eject him and those kinds of things, saying he should be fired. Because uh, after those punches were thrown, he should have been out of the game. Um, and because of that, the Rangers got word that they were going to be fined. So apparently the Rangers had a conversation in their locker room before the game started. Like, you know what? Uh, I guess it's time for some quote unquote street justice. And they decided to get their pound of flesh. So that's that's what all those in. all those fights were about. They ended up getting fined two hundred and fifty thousand dollars by the NHL. Um, not even for those fights, but just for, for the making the comments about the official. Um, and since then, it looks like one of the Rangers players was suspended 
for one game. And that was just for uh, high sticking. Three different so, fights. That is crazy. Yeah, so so six fights over the course of five minutes in the game. Uh, it got to the point where, like, even the commentators were joking, like, it looks like a Players Association meeting in the uh, penalty box because uh, there was just so many people in there. Uh, so it's definitely, definitely interesting. Um, I, that is one of those aspects of hockey that I do enjoy that, you know, let them fight, like, like they stop it before it gets too dangerous. Like once they go to the ground, the the refs usually get involved. Um, and I think uh, NFL should take more of an approach like that too, because I would enjoy seeing some fisticuffs. Facts, especially with everybody who gets mad because Jalen Ramsey be shutting them down. Honestly, Ooh. Ooh, or some of these DBs that get frustrated when DK when DK bodies them. Yeah, I want to see hands, bro. I want to see nothing but hands. That's all I want to see. The handsiest hands if you will i just want to see dk body somebody not gonna lie because that motherfucker big <laughs> the handsiest of hands please that's um that's what i want to see but i mean i mean shit we can use this to transition to the nfl if you like let's talk about the nfl goddamn it let's talk about it Whew, this aaron Rodgers saga is getting messier and messier as the time goes on before we get to the draft let's just touch on this real quick i know we brought it up uh last week about you know it kind of was just almost not a year to the day, but a year from the draft when they took Jordan Love in the first round. Um, and, you know, it, it was discussed how Rodgers wanted out. And now, you know, we've gotten more detail since then that the 49ers had actually called and inquired about trading that third overall pick for Aaron Rodgers. Hey, Rod. Um and you know the Packers saying no, basically he's not he's not up for a trade. So, um, I mean, since then there's been rumors that he going to Denver. Aaron, he's going to Denver. He's yeah. going to Vegas. Uh, there's rumors that he's only going to stay if they fired the GM Brian Gunsagunts. Um. And, I mean, we haven't heard from Aaron yet. All of this is just speculation at this point. I mean, we've heard from other teammates that he's kind of in a situation where he wants to be with Green Bay long term, but it just doesn't seem like Green Bay is putting in the effort to really make him stay. Um, so, I – Literally, uh, that, literally that, is, that is what I think typically Rodgers – Bro, I, okay. First, first and foremost, I don't mean to interrupt you. I, I just I don't want to overstep what you're going to say because I know you're going to you're going to end this portion with with the cheese. You're going to end <laughs> portion with with exactly what we need to to stay even keel. Because here's here's what it boils down to. It's there's a lot of there's a lot of microaggression that's going on here that hasn't been unearthed. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it I kind of already had a feeling um, is what's going on. And I mean, like I tell you, like the only two, possibly four or yeah, this, I listen to particular sportscasters, but the ones that I listen to, are, I'm like, all right, if he says that there's credence is like a, 
Colin Cowherd, Bomani Jones, um, Nick Wright, Shannon Sharp, and at times Skip Bayless. Skip to me is starting to get to a place where I think he just he says a whole bunch of hot takes, realizing like, all right, if I do five hot takes and two stick, <laughs> I'm the man. And so sometimes I, I, he's iffy with me. But here's how I've read the situation for quite some time. So the Green Bay Packers are the most interesting team in sports. The reason being is because the GM is always in an awkward predicament because the GM isn't really in charge here. Mm-hmm. GM is usually in charge when it's an owner, right? Because an owner, for the most part, doesn't really want to get involved like that unless he has to. There's only a couple of owners in the NFL that's really like, let me be hands-on, like a Jerry Jones. But outside of that, most of the good owners are like a like a like a Robert Kraft. Like, I'm here, we can talk. I'd love to hear your ideas. I'll approve on it. Everyone, I'll never step on your toes, but every once in a while I might have to tell you, mm, I don't think that's the direction that we want to go with our organization. Mm-hmm. So the thing about Green Bay is Green Bay is owned by Green Bay. It's owned by by the city of Green Bay. Um, and there's a board that like is over the team. So Essentially, the GM has to go to the board to be able to execute moves, which has got to be annoying. I'm sorry. I, I'm just saying that. It's got to be annoying. I can't, I, I can't just go to an owner. I got to go to all y'all. Ridiculous. Right. Um, also, I think that what makes matters worse is I think the GM, Gunkutz, had it in his head that Aaron Rodgers was about to be washed. Mm-hmm. So he got a backup plan. As a traded, f- traded up for a backup plan. Yeah. I mean, when you trade up for a quarterback, I mean, you know, the writing's on the wall. I mean, like Mac, when you look at the um, Trey Lance and um, Jimmy Garoppolo situation, Jimmy G knows the vibes. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and, and I'm going to let you finish your point, but I just want to say like, it's one thing, like, there's, it's not a big deal to draft a quarterback at some point in the draft to bring in as backup. When you're trading up for a first-round quarterback, that's a statement. Yeah, it is. And especially if you're not, you know, keeping them up on game. And from what it looks like, Aaron Rodgers wasn't really aware that they were going to get Jordan Love. Jimmy G knew that they were moving up to get Trey Lance. So he knows what it is. And he's been there before. He right. got picked up. And he got picked up for the Patriots in a really weird place because he got picked up like third round, fourth round, some of that nature where it was like, check out Tom. And y'all got picked up. Okay, that's weird. Okay, interesting, right? But even he said, like, like uh, Garoppolo says it in an interview where he's like, I know that this is a relationship that I have to form with Trey. I know that he's the future, whatever the case may be. So I'm going to do what I got to do to play right now. Well, that's the attitude to have, right? Right. So... Because basically this year is an audition for Jimmy G elsewhere. However he does this year is going to reflect where he ends up next year. Period. So what I think happens is is that you know by the time you do a couple of practices if your player is ready or not. Mm -hmm. It's a quarterback that you're trying to replace. And honestly, I think it was a bad move because I think it's safe to say that at worst – we could probably say three quarterbacks better than Aaron Rodgers. At best, there probably isn't a quarterback better than Aaron Rodgers. Right. Let's be honest, right? 
So I can just imagine watching Jordan Love for a couple of weeks and being like, oh, yeah, that ain't it. Right. And you got to think about it. You moved up for a first round pick. You know, you're still missing weapons. If you look at their draft history, they've done nothing but pick up defense, 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 defense. Right. He has a good receiving core, but he could use another dog. Right. Most Super Bowl teams, they have two dogs. They might not be all pro players, but it's two guys that, hey, we're going to give you this work. Don't think life's about to be sweet. Like, you're about to get this work. And, you know, Aaron technically only has one. We can't say it's Lazard. He got hurt. We can't say it's Canting Valdez. He got hurt. The tight ends is always getting hurt. And Jones is a running back. So there's only so much that you could do with him. You know, there's just a bunch of microaggressions. I also think that the low key, Aaron wants out because he wants to move to the West. Yeah. He lives, he lives in Malibu. He li- exactly. He's from there. He's got the whole Cal- the Cowboy mm-hmm. thing going. And then on top of that, we forget that he's about to host uh, Jeopardy. So the closer West he is, the less he's got to worry about paying for that charter jet that's going to get him there. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like also what really frustrates him is, you know, the fact that he just he doesn't have a seat at the table. Like this man is arguably top five all time and he doesn't have a seat at the table, which is crazy because I think, I think what really kind of sent him over the edge was seeing what happened with Tom Brady in Tampa. This man went to Tampa and they said, Tom, what do you need? We got you. Are you ready? It gets even better. It's not, I don't even think it's about Tom. I don't even think it's about Tom. Let, let's talk about this real quick. Let's talk. Let's talk about this real quick. So the the bottom line here is we're talking about comparable quarterbacks, right? Right? That's that's fair to say. We're talking about mm-hmm. quarterbacks. Right. Um so let's do this. Let's talk about teams that are close. Not only is it about Tom Brady and who Tom Brady has, I think also what it boils down to is that The Bucks brought back everybody. The Bucks brought back everybody. It's not like they're missing anyone. They brought back everybody. They're literally running it back. They're running it back. They're running it back. They brought back all their starters, right? Not only did they bring back all their starters, but I think they brought back like their top 11 snap count guys right they brought back their coaching staff nobody left let's talk about the chiefs let's talk about the chiefs so the chiefs when was the super bowl this season february like early February? was it like first week of february yeah so yeah it's always the first week of february Okay, so let's talk about the Chiefs. So the Chiefs participate in the Super Bowl on February 13th. February 13th. The week before, they signed Tyler Clark, who's a tackle, defensive back Rodney Clemens, and Derek Cord of Futures Contracts, which is a big deal. These younger guys, they have an opportunity 
to play. They activated two or three guys from the COVID-19 list. This is before the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Now, as we move forward, they re-signed wide receiver Marcus Kemp, who's a speedster. They signed Demarcus Robinson, who's a speedster. They signed a center, Austin Black, to a one-year contract. Um, they signed a running back and a defensive tackle. They signed another wide receiver. They acquired Orlando Brown. For, for They acquired Orlando Brown. They sent a second and a sixth from Baltimore and received a first, a third, and a fourth from this year's draft. Bro, the only person they lost was Sammy Watkins. Listen, they but the, they signed Jarek McKinnon. Right. And they signed Will Parks and they signed Chris Fink. So they're 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 rebold they're re they're rebolstering their contract. I mean they're rebolstering their contracts. They brought in O line help. They got more receivers with speed. That's the one thing, like these receivers might not be big names, but they have the one thing that Mahomes is looking for speed. I want speed. If you give me speed, I will launch that bitch 60 yards. They just got to get under it. Right. Tyreek doesn't got to worry about getting bracketed anymore because he's no longer the only guy that can run a He can't. Team. He can't get bracketed. Yeah, because it's too much speed. It's too much speed. Because then even if you do, like, Travis Kelsey's going to eat you alive in the middle. Yep. So there's that. There's that. You have Russell Wilson, another comparable quarterback, another quarterback that we can argue is in the top five right now in the NFL. Yeah. The Super Bowl winning quarterback could have had two. He has one. Um, but he's been to two. Yeah. So Russell Wilson went public and addressed his issues with the Seattle Seahawks front office. <laughs> So what did the organization decide to do? I think he came out with it in February. No moves really like that was made by the Seahawks. Okay. No stress, no worries. In March alone, they got a DB coach, another associate head coach, and they got an assistant special team coach. They let go of Josh Gordon. They let go of Greg Olson. They let go of Carlos Dunlap so they could re-sign him for more cap room. Mm-hmm. They picked up a defensive tackle, a fullback, a corner, a tight end. Gerald Everett from the Rams was pretty damn good. So now he's got that little middle seam route that he loves to throw. He's got his tight end now, right? They traded a fifth-round draft pick for Gabe Jackson, who's the guard from the oh, Yes. He's pretty freaking yes. good. He's serviceable. Oh, so mad. He's he let him go. They picked up a center. They picked up a D end, another D end, and a tackle, a guard, and they re-signed Chris Carson. So in March alone, all the things that he addressed, he was like, we need to be better on defense, and I need I need some weapons. He got a D end, a D tackle, a fullback, a corner, a tight end, a center, a D end, another D end, a tackle, a guard, and got his starting running back back just in March. And just like that, he was back to saying, go Hawks. And in April, they gave Tyler Lockett his contract extension. They got a defensive tackle in Al Woods. They got Alden Smith, who I think is gonna is big, right? They got Al Wood, they got Demarius Randall, re-signed him, right? They got Kyle Fuller, who's another center, another D tackle. 
They got another corner, and they got um, Robert in Ken or how you say in Kendichi. And he's good. Yeah. So Russell complains. Guess what he's looking for? Tom restructures. Guess what he's looking for? Freaking Mahomes. See what you're looking for? You get it. I understand that. I understand that Aaron Rodgers is a cap hit. And I was really on that bandwagon, like, hey, he's a cap hit, this, that, or whatever. But so is Russell Wilson. And look at what the Seahawks are doing. They're still getting after it. They're like, look, it's going to hurt us in the long run. But Patrick Mahomes has a half a billion dollar contract. You can't tell me you can't tell me you can't make it work. I'm yeah, sorry. Restructure it, do something, make incentives, it incentives, guarantees, whatever signing bonuses, whatever you gotta do, you can make it work. It's it's obvious you can make it work because they not only did they extend him for half a billion dollars, they were able to get Travis Kelsey a new contract. They convinced him to restructure. Bro, like come on, shit can be done. You can't tell me shit can't be gonna, done. I ain't gonna lie to you. Money's everything, but if you can convince me that we can pick up two or three ballers for me to restructure my contract i'm restructuring asap you know what i'm saying but but who's got big bread on the packers like that though because i don't even think Devontae's resigned yeah no you're right there's nobody really taking up bread so so what's 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 going on (laughs) and i I think that's what rogers is saying right now like what's what the fuck is happening right now like i have one year of guaranteed money left check this out i heard this today i heard that Russell, not Russell, I heard that Aaron Rodgers was telling guys who was prospectively looking to join the Packers as free agents. He was telling them, yeah, I don't plan on being here. So if you're coming for me, don't. <laughs> Straight up. It's over. Straight up. It's over. And, and I know, I know. Aaron hasn't said anything and I know he didn't want, cause like reports are coming out that he didn't want this stuff leaked out to the press cause he's pretty private in how he handles everything. But um, if Aaron Rodgers speaks up and actually something comes from him. Hey. Bro, it's, I mean, essentially at the end of the day, bro, I think he's over it. I think he's tired. Um, you know, you you go to you go to two conference championships, get bodied by the team that you know gets to the Super Bowl naturally. That could have been you. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, if if the Packers offer him a five year contract with whatever decent guaranteed money he's looking for. That pretty much guarantees that uh, uh, Jordan Love is out of there. And you offer him, you give him that contract and an actual seat at the table. Like, not saying he gets to, like, be GM, but, like, shit, he should at least, like, get a, a word in. Because even even uh, Bruce Arians was saying about Tom Brady with the draft. He was like, I told Tom I'm getting the first two picks, but after that, whoever Tom wants, I'll, I'll get like, I mean, granted, it's a different situation in Tampa because they pretty much don't really need – they don't have any glaring weaknesses anywhere, so they can kind of just draft whatever they want at this point. But, like, shit, like, just give the man a seat at the table. Like, he's tired of being disrespected, being one of the best, if not the best. <laughs> like, come on. Um, 
Yeah, so we'll see. That's going to continue to develop. We'll see how that plays out. Um, another big thing that's happened, uh, the NFL issued a, uh, a, state, a memo to the players basically saying that if they get injured um, doing off – you know, out of facility workouts that they don't, they're not going to get paid. Teams don't have to pay them. This comes from Juwan James, uh, the tackle for the Broncos, uh, injuring his uh, Achilles and basically he's out for the season. Um, he's lost his guaranteed salary for the year. Um, and Tom Pelissaro tweeted today. Um, actually just about an, an hour and a half ago that the NFLPA leadership emailed all players today calling the NFL's memo to clubs regarding Juwan James' recent injury gutless and a scare tactic to get you to come running back as the union continues to urge a boycott of volunteer workouts at team facilities. It doesn't look like this is going to clear up anytime soon. Um, you know, the teams are not on board with these voluntary workouts. Uh and I don't think they should, especially with, you know, now there being a longer season and it's not like the players had a say uh, in this. So, you know, you're giving them an, a longer season without an extra bye week. And yeah, no, fuck you. Fuck you and your voluntary workouts. Like, no, I'll see you when training camp starts. And now you're going to say, oh, but if you're working out, so you're telling me I can't go to the gym and exercise. That's basically what you're saying. Because if I get hurt going to the gym and exercising, you're not going to pay me. That's nuts. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so. And, you know, the thing the thing about it is, is the thing about it is, is that I really feel as though these players understand. And remember, I told you they're taking a page from the NBA now. Mm-hmm. Remember, I told you that they're taking they're taking a page from the NBA and are understanding that players do have a certain sense of power. Like at the end of the day, you are the game, right? If all y'all can get on the same page and really start making these agreements with each other, it's over. These owners ain't got nothing to say. Owners ain't got nothing to say. We don't watch the owners. We don't watch the owners. I don't sit there and say Bob Kraft is my favorite. <laughs> oh, you know, they doing what they got to do. You got to take care of yourself. Make sure you get your money. I'm getting hurt in preparation for your season. Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we'll see how that continues to play out. Uh, obviously we got a ways to go before the season starts. So I'm sure um, we'll, we'll hear more about that as we go. Uh, but, you know, now that the draft is in the books, knows how do you feel about the Patriots draft class? You happy with it? Um, To be honest with you, I think that shit was trash. No, I'm playing. Um, <laughs> so, all right. Patriots. The Mac Jones pick isn't bad, considering we we didn't do anything to get him. We're not called it. Anything to get him. Episode 180. Episode 180. Um, as far as... Everybody else, Christian Barmore, that doesn't shock me. Um, he's an Alabama guy. We love Alabama guys. He's a D tackle. He's got good size, good speed. Um, he explodes off the line, and he's a little versatile. He has like he can go to an end if you really need him to, and he can he can make some work. Um, Ronnie Perkins, another defensive end. 
I think he's going to be cool. I think when you got when you line him up with Chase Winovich and Josh Uche, and you got Matthew Judon now, and we got Kyle Van Oy back, and we got we got all our guys back that opted out. So right. we're just adding to an already decent defense. Um, I did. Do- um, question for you. Sorry, uh, did last season because uh, did Hightower opt out or did he get hurt? He opted out, I believe. Okay. Mine, okay. He- that's a great question, bro. I, I don't recall because I don't recall seeing him. If he did get hurt, it must have been during training camp because I don't, I do not recall him playing at all. He might have opted out. I think he did opt out. Hold on, hold on. I can let you know right now. Right now, right now. Yeah, I think he opted out. Okay. He opted out. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, you know that I, I like I like the way that they made those moves on the line because we definitely need a little bit more line support. Thanks. Um, as far as um, we picked up Ramondre Stevenson. Um, we'll see. He's 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 from Oklahoma. He he can run. He's got a big body. I know there's a really good chance we might not see James White or Sony Michelle anymore. So. He might be solid uh, of a pickup. Um, Cameron McGrone from Michigan. Um, he's interesting. Uh, he's had injury issues in uh, Michigan, but he could be the seal of the draft because he is. He's one of the seals of the draft because he's in the fifth round, and he could have got picked up earlier. But one of the reasons why he didn't get picked up earlier is because of his injury issues. So he might he might end up being a steal. Um, Joshua Bledsoe from Missouri. I think he'll be a good positional player for us. I don't know if he'll be a starter. We'll see. Um, William Sherman. Uh, I like William Sherman. I like Trey Nixon. Trey Nixon was our number seven draft pick, which is interesting because that was our only wide receiver, which shows you that he must have faith in Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. And Trey Nixon isn't bad either. I watched him at UCF. He definitely got that stick. So it's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out. Gotcha. Um, what about you? How you felt about the Raiders? So if there's one thing that I've learned over the years is that Mike Mayock doesn't really care about anybody's opinion on who he drafts. Um, he's made this abundantly clear. He even said straight up in this draft, I don't care what anybody thinks, whether you're happy or not about our draft picks. This is who we wanted. This is who we got. Um, I mean, he's even said back when he was working for NFL Network and he would get calls from GMs when – when he would criticize their picks and he would tell them, why do you care what my opinion is? Like, doesn't matter. It's just my opinion. So, um, you know, at first I was upset that with the number 17 pick, we took Alex Leatherwood, the tackle from Alabama, because he was kind of projected to be a second round pick. But I, I understand considering we kind of got gutted on our offensive line over the off season. So I understand that pick. Um, we got a steal in the second round by trading up and getting uh, Trayvon Morig from uh, TCU at safety. You know, he was projected by a lot of people to be a top 20 uh, pick, but because he got that offseason back injury, um, he, he fell. So, you know, the Raiders traded up and got him. So it was almost like the, we got the, the, the pick switched, whether we took him in the first round and Alex in the second round. Uh, didn't really matter. We got both the guys. And then from there, we kind of just boosted positions that we needed. We got a couple of DBs. Uh, we got uh, a DN, Malcolm Kuntz from Buffalo, who's supposedly the best pass rusher from, from Buffalo since Khalil Mack. Uh, so it's fitting that he's going to the Raiders. Um, we need And we need pass rush help. 
uh, Divine D Blow from Virginia Tech at DB. Um, in the fourth round, we got uh, Tyree Gillespie, safety from Missouri. Uh, another fifth rounder, we got Nate Hobbs, a corner from Illinois. Um, and then the seventh round, we got a center, uh, Jimmy Morrissey, who's going to be uh, back up for now. We'll see doesn't how it this make, Doesn't this make the trade for Amari and Khalil official now? Yeah, everything's done. As far as that goes, it's all done. Hey, nothing to show for it, Gruden. Good job. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, Josh, we got, Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Yeah, Josh Jacobs so far has been the uh, the one bright spot. So Yeah, they got to do better. It's showing it's showing proof this year. Like I, and I think I think that, you know, it's I think it's really on Gruden. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's it's his time now. I don't think he's on the hot seat, but I think he should be. Yeah, he won't be. He's got a little now if we come out and like lose the first three weeks, that shit might change. Especially because we're gonna be back in front of fans. Mm-hmm. Oof. You don't want them them boo birds flying on the uh the first first season with fans in Vegas. So Yeah, I mean it's just it's just a matter of just having that just understanding that bro, you were brought to win. You have a ten year contract. Yeah. And we haven't had a winning season. Like this year this year we finished uh at five hundred. Whoopee. And last year y'all was like six and ten? Uh, seven and nine. Sheesh. Sheesh. The year, the year before that, we were six and ten. Like every year, we've like won an additional game. Sheesh. Sheesh. But yeah, we gotta, we gotta do better. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think y'all draft wasn't wasn't terrible. Um, like I said, I do wish that you know whoever was in that that war room could have been a bit more aggressive. But I mean, you know, it is, it is what it is. Exactly. So yeah, man. I don't know if that if that wraps it up for you in the NFL or if you got anything else. No. Awesome. I've been looking forward to this all day. All day. All day. For those of y'all who don't know where that's from, you can follow Jalen and company on uh Instagram. This little seven year old kid will be who they better be paying you, This year, fire, bro. It's entertaining. Gosh. They should pay me, though. Jalen, holla at me, bro. You only two, but I'm saying. Jungle Beats, holla at me. <laughs> so, all right. I have my MVP for the NBA season. Oh, yeah? Yes. Yes, I do. What's, what's popping? <clears throat> His name is Christopher Emmanuel Paul. What? Otherwise known as CP3. <laughs> Let me tell you why. First off, I don't think this is a lifetime achievement award. <laughs> I think a lot of people are saying, you're just saying that because you've been good for so long and you finally on the suns. And no. Even though we cannot overlook his impact in the on the NBA with these teams. Before Chris Paul, let's just talk about his team. So, so far he's played for the New Orleans um, Hornets, Los Angeles Clippers, Houston Rockets, Oklahoma City Thunder, and the Phoenix Suns, correct? Mm-hmm. Before Chris Paul, the New Orleans Hornets was 18 and 64. His first year there, they went to 38 and 44. 
I think that's that's unbelievable. Right? That is that is a 20 game swing. Right? right. Um, when he left to go to LA, the season before they were 32 and 50 with an 82 game season. Chris Paul's first year, which was a strike shortened season, it went 40 and 26 in a 66 game year. So with 12 less games, LA won eight more games. He went to Houston. When he got there, Houston was 55 and 27. You're like, hop. We don't need to get much better, bitch. We 55 and 27. Bit high. Chris Paul got that team to 65 and 17, best team in the NBA, and was literally a hurt Chris Paul away from getting to the finals. They had the KD, Steph, Clay, and Draymond Warriors down three to two. Had him down three to two. And then he hurts that hamstring. And when he hurts the hamstring, remember, Houston's in the lead. Houston's been in the lead the whole game till he gets hurt. Think it's over? We're just getting started. Oklahoma City Thunder. They finish out their year 49 and 33. Next year, they get rid of Westbrook. These guys are ready now. They're like, we can tank, baby. Let's pick up Chris Paul real quick. How much can he possibly help us? Well, they went 44 and 28. So with 10 less games, he was five away from having the same record as who he got traded to, right? Last but not least, and why he should be MVP. At this point, you're thinking to yourself, hot damn it, Chris Paul is so good. I don't even know how he got to this point. There's no way he can do better with the Phoenix Suns. Well, hold your horses, sweetheart. I got you. Sweet. All right. This that splat right here. This that splat. He goes to the Phoenix Suns. The season before, they were 34 and 19. This year, Phoenix is 41 and 16. They've won eight more games with 25 less games that, that they've played. He's got them plus eight. And still has 25 opportunities to make sure that Pop sees and does what they need. The team do what they need to do. Paul needs to get a ring. I think the Suns provide him with a ring. He's MVP. I understand Jokic right now. He's got the highest PER. And for the past few years, we've given it to the player with the highest PER. And yes, the Joker's doing what he needs to do. But shit. Yeah, I mean, I know, and I know, I know he'll never get it because the team's only five hundred. But like, Steph Curry needs credit for keeping the fucking Golden State Warriors alive. Absolutely, Jesus, that man is. You saw that shot with the lights going out? Yeah, he made that shit, bro. I don't care. I know, I know, you couldn't see it. He made that shit. That shit was wet. No, it's easily (laughs) wet. You know they heard that, shit, that shit was easily what I didn't hear nothing. I didn't hear nothing bounce off nothing. It just shit. Yeah, right. So you know, Chris Paul MVP. That's my guy. I'm not mad at it. If you don't like it, learn to love it, jit, because it ain't gonna change. Period. What I, Period. What I am mad at though is all these goofy boys. 
that was all in favor of this uh, playing tournament for the uh, the final two seeds, except now the fact that they are in the situation where they're going to be in that playing tournament. You talking so about we, LeBron James? I'm talking about LeBron James. I'm talking about Mark Cuban. I'm talking about anybody who was on board or voted for this shit, which is great. I think this is great. And then now that they're in that situation because they thought there was going to be hot shit, now, now shit different. It was all good just a week ago. That's facts. So, you know, LeBron showing his true colors a little bit. Things don't go his way. You know, he, he has quite the he has quite the bit to say. I hope they have to play in. I hope the Lakers have to play in. That would be very interesting, to say the least. Um, but you just, you know, you never really know. Yeah. How that's going to go. So you kind of got to let things um, play out. But, you know, man, I... I just try to understand if you're doing it for the fans and the fans like to play in tournament and you're supposed to be the best team out there, plan to play in tournament, win and get back to your spot where you need to be. Right. Take, yeah. and, and, and just so people know, like the way the tournament's going to work is different than what happened last year because last year they were in the bubble and it was basically, you know, the one game you win, you're in. Um, This is going to be a situation where the seven and eight seed are going to play each other and the nine and 10 seed are going to play each other. Um, Whoever's the seven or eight seed, they only have to win once. For the nine or 10 seed, you got to win twice to get in. Yep, correct. Um, I think it's great. I think there's nothing bad about it. It's going to put more eyes on it. Yeah, like, it's fire. And honestly, it gives teams a chance that, hey, the playoffs are better when, like, honestly, if Golden State makes the playoffs, it's better, in my opinion. If Washington makes the playoffs. Yes. They're going to be good. Speaking of Washington, shout out to Russell Westbrook. Two games away from tying the record for most triple doubles all time for a career. He's almost there. So, you know, big shot. Do they count, do they count um, postseason in those stats? No. All no, regular season. Okay. Has their own, postseason has their own um, stat keeping and stuff like that. Got it. Okay. I didn't know if, if it was different from NFL or anything like that. Okay. Yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's definitely a interesting time to be alive right now when it comes to the NBA. But before I – was there anything else you wanted to mention? Or All right, so let's go over the standings because I wanted to share some things with you guys. Um, just to help y'all understand <clears throat> where we're at. All right. So, sorry, I had to pull up the uh, the standings real quick. Make sure I have my life together. So, when we talk about the standings, we're going to go with the West first because I got something to mention about the East. So, in the West... If playoffs were to start today, bottom four is the Portland Trailblazers, Memphis Grizzlies, Golden State Warriors, and San Antonio Spurs. Now, here's the interesting ringer. Portland is 37 and 29. Number five, or I mean number six, is the Lakers at 37 and 28. So, you know, I, I it looks like the way that it's trending, the Lakers are going to play in the play-in tournament. That's what it's looking like. 
And if they do, LeBron, you better get your mind right because you might be out that fur guy. Cause, cause any a, hey, cause any of these teams could win one game. You feel me? Yep. Like that's, yep. yep. So that playing, that playing, <laughs> them stakes is high. Yep. Number five, you got Dallas. Number four, you got the LA Clippers. Clinched. Uh I said they already clinched. Yep. Clippers clinched. I mean, number three, you got the Nuggets. They clinched. Number two, you got the Phoenix Suns. They clinched. Number one, you got the Utah Jazz. They clinched. Finishing off the bottom. You got New Orleans at 11, Sacramento at 12, um, Oklahoma City's officially out at 13, Minnesota's out as well as Houston. They're all out. Oh, ruled out as O. Ridiculous. Now, we can go to the East, East. and what I really wanted to talk about. So in the East... I think the Brooklyn Nets made a massive mistake. Massive. But I'll, I'll talk about that. Okay. Let's just go over the standings first. So, if playoffs were to start today, number 10, you'd have Washington, um, the Washington, what the hell are they, Wizards? Washington, yep. shit. Washington Wizards at 30 and 36. Indiana Pacers are at 30 and 35. Charlotte is at 32 and 33, and Miami's at 35 and 31, tied with the Celtics, who are at number six. Atlanta's at number five with 37 and 30. New York Knicks are at number four with 37 and 29. I think they win like a game or two. They officially clinch in the playoffs. So that's that's for you, Buddha. I'm watching your face turn pale as we speak. Um, no. Right. Oh. Um, no, no, I'm sorry. I was, I was um, reading the thing wrong. Um, so you have the New York Knicks who are literally like a game or two from clinching, which is, wow. What is that, right? Julius, nuts. Unbelievable. Number three, you've got the Milwaukee Bucks, 42-24. and um, Brooklyn is at 43-23. and 23, And Philadelphia is now officially at 45-21. and 21. This is a big deal. This is a big, big deal. I'll tell you why this is a big deal. As of right now, the way that it's looking, they can do no better than second place. They lost on a back-to-back to the uh, to Philadelphia, and they lost on a back-to-back to Milwaukee. They should have won all four games. Now, let me tell you what this means. What this means is that it guarantees that in the second round, in the second round, Milwaukee is going to have to play Brooklyn. The location doesn't matter. Why is this such a big deal? Giannis Atentacumbo mm-hmm. is averaging 40 points, 11 rebounds, and five assists per game against the Nets. Jesus. They can't many, stop him. They don't have no points, How many points did you say? 40. With a zero at the end? Yes. 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 Uh, 40, 11, and five. 40, uh, 11, five. They cannot stop any bigs in Brooklyn. Do you remember me saying this at the beginning of the year? That all they're going to be able to do is score. You got Mike D'Antoni, who's a coach. There's no first offensive uh, prowess. That's their, like, their assistant coach. And then their coach was coached by their assistant coach, Steve Nash. They ain't got no defense. Giannis went four for eight from three against them the last game. Four for eight, Buddha. Four. He, does, he doesn't even shoot threes like that. Did you just throw something at the screen? 
Oh, okay. So he threw something else at the screen. This is ridiculous. 40, 11, and 5. That's nuts. That's a nuts statistic. You know who guarded him most of that game? DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin. That's your answer? <laughs> That's your answer? And then if you get past them, you got to play Embiid. Baby Shaq. Baby Shaq, do, 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 do. Baby Shaq, do, 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 do. Baby Shaq, do, 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 do. Baby Shaq. Come on, bro. I know everybody was all on Brooklyn's nuts. I don't see them even making it to the conference finals. Book it. I don't even care if I'm wrong. Book it. I don't even care if I'm wrong. No, no. I don't like their team. I don't like what they got going on. I don't. Kyrie, KD, and Harden have played eight games together this whole season. Ain't got no bigs. They benches, whatever. Um, so are they injured or are they just load managing? Who? The Nets. Like KD, KD, Harden, and... Both. Uh, or, okay. It's both. They hurt and they manage in loads. <laughs> they manage in the injuries? They manage in loads of laundry. They manage in the injuries? Come on, bro. Like That's ridiculous, bro. Chemistry matters. If it did, right. he wouldn't have made it to the finals in the bubble. That's true. Come on, man. You're not you're not wrong, sir. You know, like shit just got me it just got me hot. Um, finish the rest of the Eastern Conference. You got Toronto at 27-39, Chicago at 26-39, Orlando's officially out at 21 to 45. Out at 21-45. And the Detroit Pistons are officially out at 19 for the sale. Forty-seven. My goddamn forty-seven. Bro, I just wow. Forty, eleven, and five. That's nuts, bro. I'm just gonna say forty, eleven, and five. You know, I I heard you, I I heard you, and I hear you, and I acknowledge you. Huh. I encompass and I eclipse. Right. Jesus. Luca had a 20 assist triple double this past week. Just wanted to talk about that. Um, just in case you find it on your own. Um, Westbrook is two triple doubles away from um breaking the record. Shout out to Westbrook for getting there. You are the man indeed. All right. And uh shoot. Yeah, that might that might just be it for the NBA. Well, we know what to do next. Underrated bars of fame. Underrated bars of fame. Yeah. Back in Blood, did I do that song yet? I don't think I did Back in Blood. Who who is that? What song is that? That's uh Pooh Shiesty and uh, Lil Dirt. I don't think so either. Brr, brr, brr. Come get it back in blood. I don't recall. Speaking of, nobody in this show is really gonna get the reference unless they really know us. And I don't wanna like put it out there, but I just wanted to tell you, Buddha, I appreciate you for being my inspiration. So I'm gonna tell you why. 
So first and foremost, earlier today we said you got to get it back in blood. So that that's that's important. Do you do you know what I'm talking about when you make the cane reference? When I make it? Yes. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. So your cane reference I utilized back in blood. So, I played a song. I played a song every time. <laughs> Hashtag every time. insider. Yeah, every listen, every, it never fails. That's really funny. Either I ask the question, either I ask the question, or I hear it pop up. Right, like it'll just pop up in conversation, and then I'm like, "Oh, word, that's 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 where we at with it," and then I'll just. It's it's really funny because the person the person it's, it's, it's funny because that I'm trying to think of how to word this without saying too much. That <laughs> <laughs> the other person involved also mentions that now. They also refer to that as that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's so bad. When the beat drop, she know the vibe. That's really funny, bro. For those of y'all who want to know, you know what I'm saying, y'all can always, you know, hit us up, you know, on email or, you know, social media, but we're going to get to that later. Let's mm. do this underrated bars of fame, Back in Blood by Pooh Shiesty featuring Lil Dirt. Here we go. I get this blood, homie. I got my own fight. Don't need security in the club. All that wolfing on a nigga. I thought you was a thug. I ain't got nowhere to go. I shot up everywhere they was. Yeah, you know who took that from you. Come get it back in blood, bitch. Come get it back in blood. This <laughs> the best. It's the best part. <laughs> We we ain't mask up no Dodger rich niggas know who it was extorting shit just like the eighties once I'm back getting in blood yeah you know who took that shit from you come get it back in blood if your this killer ain't dead you shouldn't wear no RIP shirt we had three hundred shots up in the car before we picked up Dirk oh my you niggas who ain't got shit going on go grab a glit get alert shicey G post RIP in areas them areas in the dirt. You got to know why I go too far. It's who owes up on this hundred. One of them might stand for O-Block. About 20-some shots left up in the K. 15 still in the Glock. The Glizzy. <laughs> Keep my door unlocked and stop. I like getting on feet, partner car. <laughs> Bro, this is, it's so savage. <laughs> We get up close, do them dirty, ain't showing love. 11,000 all ones left my right pocket in the club. These blue faces up on me dirty. I went and got it out the mud. If I took some, get it in blood. I don't give a fuck about where us. Oh, my. They don't care about where they was. Bit I got my own fight. I don't need security in the club. All that wolfing on it. I thought you was a thug. I ain't got nowhere to go. I shot up everywhere they was. Yeah, you know who took that shit from you. Come get it back in blood. Mm. <laughs> Listen, that's the best part. Brr, brr. 
Bitch, come get it back in blood. We ain't mask up no Dodger. Which is know who it was. Extorting just like the 80s. Come back, get it in blood. Yeah, you know who took that. Come get it back in blood. They telling you what it is. It's the only way you're going to get whatever it is that we got back. Hey, you getting it in blood, period. And they said, if your shooter, listen, if your homeboy shooter killer is still alive, you should be wearing no RIP shirts. Facts. That's lit. I don't care what nobody say. He's snapping. Keep your beds who keep on talking better. Get that shit in blood. Get my shorty in them a dub. They go walk inside the club. Hit his little ass with that switch. I bet that switch switch his nerves. The ops inside my city, little bro, put him in the mud. <laughs> You can't come back to your hood, huh? He was dissing all my cousin, and now his ass and all that wood, huh? Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Bro, it's violent. <laughs> he was dissing all my cousin, now his ass all in that wood, huh? <laughs> Jesus. Look his ass, I wish he would come. Pussy. V-Roy pop out that cut with that new Glock, I wish he would run. Grah, grah. His ass playing, bitch, I'm really icy. Pooh shiesty, that's my dog. But Pooh, you know I'm really shiesty. You told all them OT niggas that you really slide. Tell the truth about your gang, bitch, they really dying. <laughs> oh, man. Bet I got my own fight. I don't need security in the club. All that wolfing on it, nigga, I thought you was a thug. I ain't got nowhere to go. I shot up everywhere they was. Yeah, you know who said that shit from. You can get it back in blood. Come get it back in blood. That song is hype. Jesus. Underrated bars of fame. Back blood. Pooh Shiesty featuring Gurkio. Is uh is Pooh Shiesty from Chicago too? No, Pooh Shy- I don't think so. I think Pooh Shiesty from like down here. Oh shit. From the south. Pooh Shiesty is from Memphis, Tennessee, which makes so much sense. Okay. Memphis, Tennessee is a southern Chicago. Yeah. Jesus. Listen, I I listened to the song and was only concerned about the beat. And then one day I was like, let me go through these lyrics. I went through the lyrics. I was like, wow, they're really A. They're really about that. But they really told you, you know who took that from you. Come get it back in blood. If you really, if you really bought that. I'm not. I wouldn't get anything back in blood. I would get it back in litigation. Um, I'm going to the courts. Uh, Hello. <laughs> get it back in papers, bitch. I wouldn't even call him that because then that could escalate. Come get it back from my lawyer. Fellow person. You're right. Maybe I should call. I apologize. I didn't mean to call you a few. <laughs> I was just kidding, Mr. Shiesty. Uh, Mr. Mr. Shiesty. Mr. Mr. Shiesty, please don't hurt me. Um, can I call you Pooh? <laughs> is it is the one name? Is it Pooh Shiesty or is it Pooh Space Shiesty? Right. Is it hyphenated? How would you like me to? Can I call you Shyster? Um, <laughs> but yeah, man. Listen. Um, I just want to let you know that uh, you know this this episode, bro. You did your thing, dog. Hey, bro. You too, bro. Nah, man. I was just trying to keep up with you, my tired ass man. I'm tired as hell, cause. <laughs> You let them let them know where they can reach on email. Uh, Ballsportspodcast at gmail dot com. What about on uh, Instagram? Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. 
What about uh Twitter? Balls underscore podcast. What about uh Facebook? Ball Sports Podcast. Fasabuka. Um, yeah, man. Is that is that it? I believe so. So that means it's time to get off the air? It is indeed. All right. Well, with that being said, we are done for the 188th time. Thanks for, you know, listening to us. You could have been listening to any sports podcast in the world, but you're listening to us. I really appreciate that. You know, just keep on giving us these listens and these clicks, and we're going to keep giving you this content to ride to, to vibe to, and maybe even get high to. Like Wheezy? Yeah, I yeah, bye, hoes. Silly nip. Let's get Bye, guys. I'm Willie. Probably what he would say. Just said stop. Just said stop. That's true. Little scallywags. Did I say little scallywags yet? I think you did. I did. Little scallywags. I probably did. Yeah, it feels like feels like I did. Why are we still recording? <laughs>